you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you. We certainly hope this finds you well and in the arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He alone is worthy, and uh, here we are. You know, we've we've just finished up. Those of you who were with us last week, we've we've just finished up the crucifixion, the terrible physical pain, everything involved with that last week, and now we're moving to a place where uh, we're looking at what happens with Christ. And you know, I don't want to give you any spoiler alerts, Kevin will anyway about the resurrection and stuff because he always does. Praise <laughs> God! I like that about him. He's always a verse or two ahead. And, encouraging about that. But today, the words we came up with today is honoring Christ. And, you know, as I looked through these verses and studied them out, and honestly, I didn't put a lot of time into coming up with this name or anything. It's just Joseph and Nicodemus took great, great care and used an expensive mixture of mirth and aloes. They got the body, the spices. They took care of Christ. They brought great honor to Christ. Uh, And all that they did and, and all that they said, and uh, whether therefore over in 1 Corinthians 10.31, when we think about bringing on, I forgot to say good morning to Kevin. Good morning, Kevin. <laughs> good morning. I'm enjoying it anyway. All right. Yeah, we're wound up today, praise <laughs> God, early morning. <laughs> we are. Things are happening. The ministry is moving forward. God is on the throne. Amen. Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Think about that, folks. And, and you know, they honored God there at the crucifixion. And we always look at the practical, you know, the our side of things. And our side is we need to bring honor to God. And we do that through the way we eat, we drink, whatsoever we do. We pray, we thank God, we don't overeat. Uh, we try not to undereat. In my life, it's always been an overeating issue <laughs> when I've had an issue. But uh, And then we're reminded you're bought with a price. Glorify God with your body and with your spirit, which are God's, and then honor the Lord with thy substance and with thy first fruits and thine increase. And there's so many things here, Kevin, as you look at this, bringing honor, you know, honoring Christ, honoring God with, with whatever we do, whatever you eat, whatever you drink, whatsoever you do, the Bible says, it's telling us, it's not giving us, this is a, you know, we're being told to do this. We're going to, you know, we're told to bring glory to God. And then we're reminded in that verse in 1 Corinthians 6.20 that you're bought with that price. So glorify God in your body. So, you know, do the right things. Take care of your body. Look good. Look like you're, you know, you're somebody who's bringing honor to God. And then that last verse I read was Proverbs 3.9, honor the Lord with thy substance. With whatever you had, honor God with that. And with the first fruits of all thine increase. We know that's talking about tithing. And we know that's talking about bringing all your uh, stuff into the storehouse, Kevin. But bringing honor to God is on point. Yeah. That all men may honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He that honoreth not the Son, honoreth not the Father which has Amen. sent him. So I, I fear that that as rotten as we people are here on planet Earth, that oftentimes we try to make a big deal about our honor rather than what God's saying. So people are like, well, I'm going to honor God because if I honor God, I'll get kudos, you know? And I mean, we're in the ministry. We know what that's like, you know, and we all want a little pat on the back. Sometimes I get all that, but God said, Jesus said that the father wants people to honor his son as they honor him. 
And that's just pretty cool to me because, um, like you said, whether we eat or drink, whatever we do, you know, when we have church, yeah. I just don't think it does it that it does the father or the son honor when we act like we are in a consumer marketing mode. You know, we're trying to get people to 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 show up based on, well, we can we'll show the world we're better than him. Hey, we got a guy into saying he sings better than Willie Nelson. Hey, we got something going on better than this. We got the lights better than this. We got the smoke. We got all this stuff better than the world. And let me just tell you, that makes people go, ooh, wow, man, everyone's criticizing the church. But look, this church is really better than the world. I get it. We ought to be honorable. But it's supposed to be for the honor of the Father and the Son. And like you're saying, Doug, why not just go ahead and say, let's dress our best. If we're going to honor the president, let's honor our Savior. If we're going to honor time with you know, uh, a business meeting with a lawyer, then let's honor our time meeting with God. And I get it. You get off work, whatever you come in your overalls, you come whatever, but Hey, it, it just doesn't do God any honor. I think to, to do it to our honor, to make us look like, you know, we're, we're better in the world. And whatsoever you do, do heartily. And, uh, you know, we serve a great God. I was thinking last night we had a wonderful church service. We, uh, Debbie and I, as we always try to do, brought honor to God last night. We were at our midweek service, and our missions pastor, and I guess he's also the director of uh, the ministry, Open Door Baptist Missions, a large missions board out of our church. And he got up and he, he, he talked about what we needed to do for missions in preparation for a missions conference that Debbie and I are part of this week. And what he talked about was uh, uh, that we have to pray, we have to give, we have to send, we have to go, and, uh, uh, and, and we have to make any use scripture for that. And, and I'll tell you, and he, again, talking about, and, and going back to that idea, we bring honor to God through this. Now, there are a couple things. I wish I had my notes, but I, I got to be honest with you. They're in the car. It was pouring last night. I didn't have a cover on my Bible, so I do my Bible reading on a different Bible inside the house here. But he said there are 3 billion people that will be born in this world they're either on earth or they're going to be born that will never hear a message of Jesus Christ, will never hear about the crucifixion of Jesus Christ mm. in their own language. They'll never hear about it. Their countries are so blocked. They're so far out that there's 3 billion people. Now, one out of 250,000 people are trying to reach those communities right now, with the majority of missionaries finding themselves stationed in Europe, America, um, and, and some places in Asia and stuff that are pretty comfortable to live. But what a reminder that was, Kevin, to realize 3 billion people in this world will be born and raised and never hear a gospel message about Jesus mm. Christ. That's the saddest thing. I mean, it's the saddest fact I could think of is that the main thing that God left us to do, which is to bring honor to him by bringing souls to him, that, that's the thing that he wants. He doesn't want offerings. He doesn't want our money. Like you said, he wants souls to be one. And with that, then comes our money and so on and so forth. But yeah, it's just sad that, that, um, that, that we fall so short. But I think that this thing of honoring Jesus Christ is the driving motivation don't you think that we are in the business of, hey, I got a day to spend. What am I going to spend my day doing? Am I going to spend it on me? Am I going to spend it on God? His honor. He deserves honor. I don't deserve honor. If I get dishonored through trauma, through abuse, 
<laughs> that's what Jesus got. But God said, I want people to come to my son. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think there's a lot there that we can talk about. And we could, uh, you know, and I, I mentioned to you that to be biblically responsible for those types of tithes and offerings. And I remember years ago when I was studying out tithes, it's also us. Not only do we give 10% of our earnings and things of that nature, but we, uh, we give 10% of us, our service, and the things we do. And, and, uh, and of course, Debbie and I uh, were part of sacrificially giving to missions, but that's all a local church thing. Your local church thing will help you go through and do all that, teach you all about that. Today we want to talk about, again, bringing honor to Christ. And we find ourselves over in the book of John, chapter 19, verses 38 through 42. And after this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, that's what we learned, oh, Joseph saved, right? Besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus, and Pilate gave him leave. He came, therefore, and took the body of Jesus. And there came also Nicodemus, who got right. He's out there wanting to be part of this. He snuck to him at night, but now he wants the body. Hey, let me tell you, word gets around when you go and pick up the body, all right? which at the first came to Jesus by night and brought a mixture of mirth and aloes. We're talking about big buck stuff here, about a hundred pound weight. That's a whole bunch. They, they, uh, then they took the body of Jesus and wound him in linen cloths, also very expensive, with spices as the manner of the Jews is to bury. They wanted to make sure that Jesus was going to have a proper Jewish burial. He was, he is the king of the Jews. They wanted to make sure that was right. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden and in the garden, a new sepulcher or what we'd say tomb, wherein was never man yet laid. So they took him to a brand new tomb that no one had ever laid in. Jesus deserves the best. We want to bring honor to him. There laid Jesus, therefore, because of the Jews preparation day for the sepulcher was nigh at hand. And uh, so we think about that and what's going on there and the boldness of Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus, the secret followers of Christ displayed great courage, I think. They just went right out there and said, we're going to do this right. We're going to get him the right tomb. Uh, we're going to get the right spices. We're going to get the right smells. We're going to have the best linen. We're going to have 100 pounds of this stuff. We're all in. And uh, we're going to, you know, we're going to spend our coin. We want to bring honor to Jesus. And as they prepared his body for, uh, for burial, we want to bring honor. We want the world to see that we're honoring Jesus. And, and, and folks, that's what we want to do practically in our lives. Listen, we'll be right back with you. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. Hey, folks, thanks again for hanging with us. We continue on. We've been looking at these verses in chapter 19. We're actually wrapping up chapter 19 today, looking at verses 
38 through 42. We're talking about Joseph and Nicodemus, their boldness, their willing to spend, their willing willingness to get them a brand new tomb, their willingness to bring the right spices, the aloe, the mirth, uh, their willingness to use fine linen to wrap Christ up in, to treat him as if he was a rabbi. Even higher than that, though, he got a brand new tomb. So his sepulcher, or what we call a tomb in the English language, it's brand new. No one had ever been in that tomb. And I want you to know that no one ever stayed in that tomb either after Jesus, because he, spoiler alert. See, I shouldn't be doing that. I'm doing the Kevin spoiler alerts right now. It's catchy. And, and uh, so Jesus was, when he was laid in this new tomb in the garden uh, in Isaiah 53, 9, it says that's exactly what's going to happen. He's, uh, uh, the Messiah's grave would be with the rich. And that's where Joseph of Arimathea and, and Nicodemus show up. They're men of, of leadership. They're men of funds. They're men of, uh, you know, they're men of great success. And uh, I'll tell you, something that I learned from Joseph and, Nicod- and Nicodemus, it, something that I learned that stuck with me in this lesson, I typed it down as having courage in discipleship. So when we're bringing honor to Christ, we need to have courage to say the truth and what's right. We need to have courage uh, to put things in the right perspective. I think far too often, you know, we, we miss the point on that. We, we kind of miss that. And, uh, and we need to bring honor to Christ through that courage of discipleship. You know, discipleship is not about what we think. It's about what the Bible says. It's why we always use good materials. Kevin's wrapping up a book on discipleship right now. Pray for him. We're, we're hoping that uh, puppy will get out there soon, help him a little bit with some funds, but more important than that, help people out there with a closer walk and relationship with God. And then God's sovereignty, you know, uh, the fulfillment again of scripture. And I know I've said God's sovereignty like nine out of the last 10 broadcasts, but folks, if we don't see God's sovereignty in the crucifixion, we're never going to see God's sovereignty, you know, and uh, God's sovereignty, everything he said was going to happen, happy. Uh, fulfilled 33 prophecies in one day, more than 300 in his life. And, uh, and the importance of burial it underscores how significant it was in, in Christian tradition. It always serves as a reminder of the importance of the resurrection of Christ. So when we bury somebody, right, we, we're showing a picture of the resurrection of Christ. We know we're coming. And, folks, I'm not slapping. I, please don't misunderstand me. I'm not. I'm not saying anything bad uh, about getting the ashes. What do they call that, brother? Uh, Ash Wednesday. No, the ashes from you burn the bodies. Uh, oh, uh, uh, cremation. Cremation. Yeah, I'm not slamming any of that. I, I'm just saying everything God said He was going to do, He did. That's the God we serve, Kevin. Yeah, you know, as I look at this thing, Doug, I'm thinking, you know, the two players are Joseph of Arimathea and Nicodemus. Both of these guys, they had things in common. They were both men of means and and note because uh, Arimathea had this, you know, private private sepulcher already bought. You know, he had prearranged his own funeral, so to speak. And who knows how many tombs he owned. And then there was Nicodemus, who was a ruler of the Jews as well, and a Pharisee. And so both these guys also had in common that they were fearful before, because Joseph of Arimathea was called a disciple, but in his discipleship, it says he was did it secretly. And um, in verse 38, yeah, and then uh, talks about Nicodemus in verse 39. Well, we know Nicodemus in John 3 came to Jesus by night and for fear of the Jews. 
and Jesus talked to him and and uh, witnessed to him and won him to want him to uh, salvation there at night. But both of these things, I think, Doug, underscore the fact that when we like you, you talked about the honorability of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. These guys watched Jesus die on the cross, and these secret disciples, men of import, means, and money. After that, immediately after that, boldly went. One of them, it says, boldly went and begged the body of Jesus Christ and uh, from, from Pilate. And then both of them went and took his body, you know, um, down and then laid it in this tomb. So what was it that caused this, these two fearful people to honor Jesus Christ this way? And I think that the thing that just jumps off the page is they had just witnessed something wow. that they said, I, we can never be ashamed again. Oh, amen. That's good. Yeah. If he went into, if he went into the, what he went into and triumphed it. And I mean, I get it. Seven things that he stated on the cross. One of them was father, forgive them. One of them was, um, what's it say? He cried out. It is finished. When he cried out that paid in full, um, you know, the the centurion standing there said, surely this is a righteous man when he heard him cry out. So all of this stuff, that the way he acted on the cross, the fact that he surrendered to the cross, the fact that he did not go on Facebook during it or before it and say, look, everyone, I just want you to know there's a kangaroo court. Um, he didn't, you know, he didn't troll for any likes through this. He was just simply paying the price and his honor was his honor was laid to, to the dust. He died to self. These two guys died to self afterwards. I think the height of I think the height of of the cross is that we say, you know what? Why don't we just die to self and give God honor? It's not about our honor. We're not going to be defensive about our honor anymore. What do you think, Joseph? I agree, Nicodemus. I think this is real, and I think we just need to take care of it and forget about what people think. Let the chips fall, and when the dust settles, we know that uh, Jesus is Lord. Yeah, we serve a great God. And, uh, you know, folks, again, the practical side, we got to look at this. we got to remember God's sovereignty through all we do. If our life is going to be productive, if it's going to be successful as a Christian, we got to remember God's sovereignty. We got to remember to honor Christ in our lives and in whatsoever we do. You know, we do it heartily. We do it as to God and not unto men. I think I think we would be so much better as a people if we looked at people as children of God. If we looked at people that Christ was crucified for, we know that word crucified we mentioned the other day, that's where the word excruciation comes from, or or just that terrible pain. If we could look at people the way, now that we know, now that we grasp this, if we could look at people the way Christ looked at them, that he was willing to die for every single person, it'd be a little easy. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you're going to like every people. We we all have lessons where people kind of come in and out of our life. Some are knuckleheads and some aren't. Some, But, man, if we could just look at relationships and stuff and be able to, uh, you know, whether they're on the street, whether they're in the White House, just look at them as Christ died for them. And, and I think that's a big deal. I think that brings honor in Christ. Then courage and discipleship. Uh, you know, 
Folks, somewhere along the way, we don't have the courage in our faith we had when I first got saved 20-something years. Well, 30 years ago now, 30, mm. 31 years ago now. And I got saved as an older dude, so that tells you where I'm at now. But uh, I'm here to tell you, there was so much courage in discipleship. People would go out and they would stop at people's homes and they'd actually do discipleship. Use a book like Kevin's and and, and just pick somebody to disciple one by one. It's a, uh, it's a wonderful book. It's W-O-N by one about mm. these missionaries that were in Hong Kong and they would go from house to house and they were in Taiwan and uh, in another one of their tours and, and they would sit down with people and disciple them one by one. Uh, and uh, just sit down and talk with them and bring them through things and show them things. We lost that somewhere along the way. Mm, Folks, maybe no. you need someone to do that for you. Go to a church and grab somebody to be your person. And uh, maybe you want to be that person to someone else in your life. Grab somebody. Grab someone who just got saved. Invite them over on Tuesday nights. Make it taco night. I know, it, you know. Man, everybody likes tacos. I've never met anybody who didn't like tacos. And pull out that old discipleship book and, and, and come to the cross together. I think we've got to have that kind of courage today. And I think we have it. I think, uh, I think we have it. Folks, listen, you brought great honor to us by tuning this in. Tomorrow we're going to be talking about the resurrection. You don't want to miss that. So make sure you come back. We sure do love you. And uh, we'll look forward to talking to you tomorrow. May God bless you. And hey, with that smile that only God can give you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, Understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.